Hello everyone, welcome back to the fourth episode of my podcast Nationalism in India. It is a very well accepted fact which is quite familiar to you all. Now what is that? There is only one thing that can bring peace to you and what is that? It is you only who can bring peace in your life with yourself and if you have peace in you, if you have a peaceful mind then obviously people and the things around you will also experience peace so keep yourself peaceful okay now with this thought let us do a quick recap from the last episode now what were the takeaways of episode 3 can you list out those things which we have learned in the last episode if not don't worry I'm giving you two points and you can easily make a list of things which we have learned in the last episode yes the first one causes and effects of 1857 second major leaders and centers of the great rebellion with this you can easily write down all your points i hope i am clear to you all and you all are with me very good now you know today we are going to study a very interesting part we are going to introspect the period introspect all the events which took place before the year 1857 and during the period 1857 and 1885 which helped in building the feeling of nationalism which promoted the feeling of nationalism among the Indians yes this period witnessed resistance which took three broad forms first civil rebellions okay second tribal uprisings third peasant movements not only this there were few acts which were passed by the British okay why they were passed what happened in this period which actually outraged British do you have an idea can you recall if not no problem we will be recalling those events also those acts also and now we will be focusing on the major cause of civil rebellions the civil rebellions civil as the word suggests civil means related to the people right 
So the civil rebellion was just because of the rapid changes introduced by the British in the economy, administration, and most importantly, land revenue system. For instance, in Bengal, land revenue collection was raised to nearly double the amount collected under Mughals. So this was a great problem for the peasants, for the people, as the land revenue was increased by the British people, their policy of collecting the revenue from the land differed a lot from the Mughals. Okay, and the amount was also high. So this was a problem. Zamindars they lost their control over the lands and its revenues. Due to the extension of this rights of these zamindars were totally denied by the colonial state. They lost their rights due to their land revenue system. So obviously this annoyed them a lot. Now increasing demands for the land revenue were forcing peasants into growing indebtedness or selling their lands. Right? They were not having enough money for their survival. So they were just uh, growing into indebtedness and they were selling their lands so that they could get the money. This economic decline of peasantry was reflected in 12 major famous famines and the numerous minor famines from the year, please note down, from the year 1770, 1770 to 1857. So all these kind of natural things also affected them. Right. So obviously British people, they have tried to pacify them. They have tried to pacify the rebel areas one by one. But they were facing a lot of difficulties which we cannot deny even the british could not deny but yes it was all because of them if they would have not introduced such system these things could not happen to them to whom to peasantry so number of revolts were there in the southern part of india if you want to note you can note down that in south india raja Vijayanagaram revolted in 1794 the polygurs of tamil nadu during the 1790s of malabar and the coastal andhra during the first decade of 19th century there were number of revolts in the southern part of india in western india also the chiefs of saurashtra rebelled repeatedly from the year 1816 to 1832 so there were number of rebellions and thus for suppression of such civil rebellions was something very very important for the British people. 
okay so uh, these revolts were very common before 1857 and after 1857 we will definitely come to an example of very important rebellion that was known as blue rebellion but before that here you must note down that along with the civil rebellions tribal rebellions were also important now in in the british time when the colonial system was introduced in the forest what happened it transformed the relationship of the tribal people with the forest for the tribal people forest was something very dear they used to practice jhum cultivation but when the foreigners they tried to intervene in the system what happened they used the foreign lands where the forest people used to practice this jhum cultivation and this totally exempted the tribal people from their own land rights right and the warfare between the tribal rebels and the british armed forces were totally unequal why because one side there were drilled regiments from the british side with armed latest weapons and on other hand with the men and women fighting and roving in bands of armed with primitive weapons so obviously who could have won who could have won such fight with primitive weapons it was not easy but yes they have given the tough fight the famous old rebellions then we have the rebellion by the santhals santhals in 1855 they have revolted and they lived in the area between bhagalpur and rajmahal okay and here they rose in revolt and made a determined attempt to expel the outsiders there was a particular term which they used can you make any guess guess they have used the word dikus for the outsiders and they proclaimed complete annihilation of alien regime santhals considered the dikus and the government servants morally corrupt being given to the beggary stealing lying and drunkenness and by 1854 they were having their tribal heads they had begun to meet and discuss the possibility of revolting and they decided to raise their own banner of revolt in order to get rid of these outsiders right and they have assured one important slogan that satyuk has come the reign of truth and the true justice has arrived and this belief became more strong because their rebel leaders siddu and kanhu they came and they claimed that the god had communicated with them and told them to take up the arms and fight for the independence such kind of notion developed 
in the minds of tribal people the santhals and they tried to fight with the british people right and once the government realized the scale of rebellion it organized major military campaign against the rebel and passed martial laws in the affected areas such was the situation another example is of coals of chota nagpur region who rebelled from the year 1820 to 1837 then the rebellion of mundas led by the birsa munda the birsa munda who was a great name he declared himself to be a divine messenger again and he was revered as a masiha again and people believed that he possessed miraculous healing powers so he w- was however captured in the 1900 and he died in jail but he entered the ruins of legend so such things were there and the tribal rebellions were very common before 1857 so we have discussed till now what civil civil rebellion and the tribal rebellion before 1857 now after 1857 one important rebellion took place and that was blue rebellion in the year 1859 and in march 1859 thousands of riots riots again the name used for the peasants they started a rebellion against the indigo cultivators and they attacked indigo factories and the planters now what was the problem why they have attacked they attacked indigo factories and planters as the indigo planters they forced the farmers to sign a contract based on that contract the farmers they were forced to grow the indigo now why the farmers were against for the growth of indigo they were against as it was the crop which was this which uh, actually destroys the fertility of the soil once it is sown it destroys the fertility of soil and therefore the farmers they were not satisfied with the growth of such plant they didn't want this so uh, finally indigo commission was set up on 31st march 1860 and uh, it put up all the legal advances of indigo plant indigo culti- indigo growers or the peasants who were growing the indigo and finally when wood a type of dye produced from a leaves of a plant the uh, wood producers in europe they have decided that indigo should be removed the comp- uh, that indigo plantation should be removed why because they were worried by the competition from indigo so the government finally banned the indigo so such kind of things 
could be easily found in very important play of Deen Bandhu Mitra in his uh, very famous play where he has depicted the tyranny of indigo planters Neel Darpan was the name of that play so this was something after 1857 you can see how they have raised their voice how they have decided to raise their voice against british people the discontent of the indigo growers in bengal boiled up and finally when they got some kind of assurance that they will not grow indigo they got some relief right Harish Chandra Mukherjee, the editor of Hindu Patriot, he published a regular reports from his correspondent in the rural areas on planters' aggression, and he wrote with a passion, anger, and deep knowledge of the problem, which he raised to a high political plane. And he has very clearly explained about the magnitude of this revolution. so this was important rebellion the blue rebellion and finally the government issued a notification and in this way it ensured that all the disputes should be legal uh, should be settled by the legal means and riots could not be compelled to go into court so this was a success right now important events we are i'm going to uh, now make a list for you all the important associations which were formed during this period from the period 1857 to 1885 and how it helped in promoting the growth of nationalist feeling or i can say the feeling of nationalism nationalism actually grew with the these associations the important political associations before 1885 first landholders society in calcutta it was established in 1838 and it was established by dwarkanath tagore it promoted class interest of landlords so this was the first one one of the important one not i can say clearly heard the first one the first one but yes it was important why because it promoted the interests of the landlords second important east india association in 1866 it was established by dada bhai naroji and why it was established to advocate and promote the public interest and the welfare of indians it worked towards presenting the correct information about india to the british public third important one was pune sarv janak sabha in 1870 it was founded by mg rana day to convey the demands of peasants to the government right fourth one indian association in 1876 it was established by surendranath banerjee and anand mohan bose for promoting by every legitimate means political intellectual and material advancement of the people last but not the least which was very important 
Bombay Presidency Association in 1885. It was established by Feroz Shah Mehta, KT Telang and Badruddin Tiyabji. And why it was formed in 1885? It was formed because of the reactionary policies of Legion, the Governor General and Ilbert Bill, Bill controversies which was very important. So, uh, I am giving you a brief idea about these two important policies. The policies of Legion and the Ilbert Bill. But here you must understand that Bombay Presidency Association championed the Indian interest and hosted first meeting of INC in Bombay at the end of 1885. INC, the Indian National Congress. Right? So here you must understand about the Ilbert Bill controversy and the policies led down by the Newton. In 1878, Arms Act was passed and in 1878 vernacular press act was also passed again the arms act was something where indians were asked to seek license to keep and sell or purchase arms vernacular press act indian newspapers could not publish anything which was against the government both the acts were passed under the policies of religion Legion, okay, the Governor General. Ilbert Bill, again, very, very important. Ilbert Bill was proposed in 1883 and it was sought to allow the senior Indian magistrates to preside over the cases involving British subjects in India. But it was not effectively used for this and Lord the Viceroy Ripon passed an amendment in this whereby 50% Europeans were required if an Indian judge was to face European subject right so effectively it was not used so such controversies were there and to overcome the difficulties the outrage Indians they have tried to form an association the Bombay Presidency Association, which hosted it, its first meeting of International Congress in Bombay in 1885 only, right? So, from the all above facts, it's a very clear thing that divine spirit flows through heart that is willing to rise after falling. Indians, they were trying hard they were trying to come up they were trying to come up with all the weaknesses and once they started once they have started their imagination for what for understanding the feelings of anti-imperialism, their discontent grew up and their political actor became a part of wider anti-imperialist movement and finally we were able to achieve independence just because Indians they 
have increased their willpower to achieve the freedom so it was a combined effort with this today's episode comes to comes to its end please please be connected with me in my next episode make your learning interesting interesting stories will be coming in other episodes too till then take care goodbye and and bye bye